Welcome to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and I'm here with my two brothers, Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis. Today, we're fantasy drafting a supergroup. You can learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Now, let's draft ourselves a supergroup. Welcome to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Today we are playing a little game uh, in honor of the NFL Draft Week. We are going to draft ourselves a super group. Uh, each one of us, Jeremy, Christian, and I, are going to pick 10 members of, uh, of, a, of a fictional band and using real players and uh, basically put together what we think of as, as an all-star team. Um, and... Uh, what, any any stipulations you guys can think of that, that should be explained from the outset? Well, we can explain the, the positions that we have. So, I mean, we're going to draft a lead singer, a uh, lead guitarist slash second guitarist, drummer, bassist, and then you always need a producer for a band. So we're going to draft a producer, a keyboardist, and a multi-instrumentalist, as well as a flex, which can be any position, and then a uh, songwriter. And this is going to operate like most standard fantasy drafts uh, in sports. So we'll snake it. Uh, Christian's going to go first. Jeremy's going to go second. I'll go third. And then it'll reverse order uh, me, then Jeremy, then Christian, um, alternating uh, position to position. So I don't know. You guys want to just jump in? I think I'm feeling ready. Sounds good to me. <clears throat> okay. Well, we're going to start off where the, you know, where the world starts off, with the lead singer, the front man. Um, Christian, you have the first pick. Counting down. And with the first pick in the 2017 All Fantasy Band, I'm going to take Michael Jackson. Whoa. Wow. Was not expecting that one. Was not expecting that either. Uh, Jerry. Incredible versatility. We've seen him perform. Uh, we've seen him perform in the Jackson Five for years, followed by a long and illustrious career as the King of Pop. And you're, I think this you're, guy's going to bring a lot to the team. You're obviously not worried like about it. past uh, rumors or indiscretions. You're just going with the, uh, the clean record, Michael Jackson? Pure talent. All right. So second pick, um, I in the 2017 draft. <clears throat> this is a tough one for me, but I, I'm going to go with somebody who I think also is very versatile. I actually normally don't value lead singers, but there's nobody I value more than the uh, – Singer Freddie Mercury of Queen. I mean, I think he's one of the best rock and roll singers ever, in addition to uh, hitting every high note there is, and uh, can also do a song like Thing Called Love. So Freddie Mercury is going to be the singer in my band. That's great. So, well, that's, that's uh, two giants right off the bat. And uh, I'm going to uh, throw up a third face on Mount Rushmore of, of uh, frontman, performer, lead singers and go with Prince Rogers Nelson from the University of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises there. I thought uh, I thought you would pick Prince, so. Yeah. So uh, and then so that means that takes us to our lead guitarist category. Um, I have 
Ah, boy, this is a this is a toughie. This is gonna be one of the uh, toughest positions to fill, I think. But I think I'm gonna go with um, you know one of my favorite riff masters of all time and take Jimmy Page. Ooh, Jimmy Page is off the board, huh? Jimmy Page and Prince in the same band already. That's I'm solid. kind of excited about this already. Um, go ahead. I'm gonna go with a and sort of go the patriot way and, and go with somebody who's undervalued, but but I think just as important and just as uh, worthy of a Jimmy Page or a Prince as far as guitar goes. And that's going to go with, I'm going to go with Eddie Hazel from uh, Funkadelic Parliament. Mm, nice. Nice play. With, uh, with the first lead guitar pick for my team, um, I'm going to pick Jimi Hendrix. Nice. Very well done. I so, think we're going to take a break and collect our, uh, collect our, our thoughts, cross names off the draft board, and we'll be right back in a minute with, uh, with our picks for second guitar and bass. Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. We are fantasy drafting uh, an all-star band, a fantasy band today. And um, it's uh, so far we haven't stepped on each other's toes too much. Uh, there's a lot of um, prospects out there, a lot of worthy prospects. Uh, a lot, it's a deep draft this year, and um, we'll jump right back into it. And uh, this one is our second guitar player slash rhythm guitar player. Um, I believe... Am I Christian is going up? to take this <laughs> pick. Okay, yeah. Go for it. So with the second guitar player um, in this band, uh, I'm on the clock. I'm struggling between two names right now. This is uh, this is this is a difficult uh, a difficult decision to make. But I think we are going to uh, take a we're, we're going to sail across the pond for this one and uh, and take George Harrison. Ooh, Good pick. I like it. I think, the, I think the Eagles fans are booing you right now. Um, so I'm, I'm up booing next, them. right? <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, uh, as my second round pick, I'm also going to cross the pound, and uh, I'm going to pick one of my favorite rhythm guitar players who also played sort of a, a lead role in, in kind of defined, really, I think, great kind of lead rhythm guitar, and that's uh, Johnny Marr of, of The Smiths. Fuck, that was... <laughs> yeah. so, so uh, and, and I'm actually okay so I'm going to go across the pond too now because <laughs> that's where we're apparently that's where we all that's live that's where the, the London game is scheduled You're good. and I'm going to go with uh, you know hey I, I'm, I'm 
sorry to see Johnny Margot was an outside the box pick, but you know I'll go back to the classics and I'm going to take Keith Richards. Yeah, good pick. Great choice. Great Dude. choice. So bassist again, a lot of different styles, a lot of great players. I'm going to stay in the same family though uh, with Christian Singer, and I'm going to go um, I, with someone I don't think is probably on any of your draft boards, and that's Lewis Johnson. Uh, Lewis Johnson of the Brothers Johnson, formerly of James Brown's band, and um, probably best, most well, most frequently heard, probably least well known, but most frequently heard as the bassist on both Off the Wall and Thriller. Um, a fantastic, uh, a guy who's got fantastic fluidity. I've always loved his bass playing. He's not as sort of, uh, as much of a, uh, stand out of some of the others, and I won't name names uh, for the sake of ruining anybody's draft position. But um, Jerry, you're up. Nice pick. I'm really torn between a couple of myself. Bass is, is definitely my my favorite uh, instrument, and something that I listen to. You know, I really look for in a band. And, and there's obviously the obvious kind of in your face bass of sort of funk and, and uh, soul music that uh, is hard to pass up because there's so many good guys. Um, but I'm, I'm torn between two and, uh, God, this is, is one of them Jeremy Sartori of Morning Dew. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I did have myself on there. I crossed myself off, but, um, uh, I don't know which one here. This is tough. This is the clock's ticking. So let's go. I'm going to go with John McVie from Fleetwood Mac. And, wow. uh, mm. I don't think either of you had that on your board. <laughs> no, but I, lo- I, I do notice, like when I listen to Fleetwood Mac, I do always notice like how... I don't know. He, the All I gotta say really is just throw on some headphones and listen to Dreams, and uh, and that the bass lines that that guy kicks in are, are so smooth, so good. They're not flashy. I think no. I, I like the same thing about John McVie that I like about Lewis Johnson, which is that it never it always served the song. It yep. was never you know look at me kind of bass playing, but it's it's but that it, kind it of fills virtuosity. in a lot. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's a great great piece. He and McFleetwood are an amazing rhythm section. Definitely underrated. So, so Christian, um, hit it. Well, this uh, this really does. I mean, I feel like I have my pick of the litter, um, you know, of, of really all of the true greats and, uh, and you know, best-known bass players in, in rock history, certainly. Um, I, uh, I didn't expect, honestly, that uh, Flea or John Paul Jones would both be available, or for that matter, Entwistle. Um, and, uh, and was actually planning to, uh, to take Bootsy Collins. Um, but, uh, but I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with Flea since he's on the board. Mm. Yeah, he's, he, he tumbled down the draft, uh, board. I think there was some off the field issues, uh, with Flea and, uh, yeah, I think that's right. The fact that he showed up to the draft, he surrounded himself with some losers and they were worried about his friends. (laughs) Some maturity questions, um, his wonder look test was a little (laughs) sketchy. He got a three. (laughs) But no, I, I mean it was funny. Like I had, I I too had Bootsy and Larry Graham. Bootsy uh, was down flew. definitely on my list. I think probably on all ours. The other guy that I was battling with was actually Peter Hook from uh, New Order. Oh Warrior yeah, and, that's uh, a that's a great call. Joy Division. Yeah. You know what's funny though is I do find that I mean I I think that you know Bootsy and Larry Graham have a place in the song to be a standout player. Um, Flea leads that band it's his sound it's you know um oh, yeah. i but 
But he's played with so many groups and done such a good job. I, I think, you know, the guy can take a backseat when he needs to, and he understands, you know, how uh, I, I think, you know, the fact that he gets to lead a band is, is wonderful for him, and it's something he enjoys doing, but, but he'll, he'll understand how to be a role player when he needs to be. But, I mean, I lo- the thing I love about John Paul Jones is what I love about John McVie, and then yeah. alternately what I'm not crazy about Entwistle for, which is I think Entwistle, you know, wanted to bring the bass to the front of the song all the way. It, it didn't always right. work for me, so... No, and it didn't work. I mean, yeah, it, it clashed a little bit with, with what Townsend was doing up there. So, mm-hmm. um, so I guess we'll, uh, we'll take a short break and, and go back to our draft boards, uh, reorganize, and then we'll be back uh, with, well, drummer. I guess I will be picking a drummer off the bat. Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Uh, today we are putting together a fantasy draft of our own supergroup. Um, supergroup, something of a dubious um, distinction. Uh, the kind of a kind of a fixture of the sixties and seventies that kind of tailed off in the eighties and nineties. But it used to be um, that you know if you rose to a certain level of fame and you got together with a couple of your famous buddies and put out a record, uh, they would refer to it as a supergroup. Um, bands like Cream and Blind Faith. Uh, the Traveling Wilburys, uh, on down to sort of Velvet Revolver and uh, Bad Company um, were all sort of considered, to some degree, to be supergroups. Um, we're not saying by drafting these individual artists that they would uh, make a great album together, but it's fun as yeah, hell. No, to... we're pretty sure that they won't, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, babe. Based on the legacy left by uh, every other supergroup, from Prophets of Rage to uh, Temple of the Dog to whomever, um, and those might those those might be the better examples here. Um, but uh, but yeah, we actually I think we expect them to uh, put out one complete stinker of an album, um, and then uh, go their separate ways. Although I have to say, so far I've got Jimmy Page, Prince, and Lewis Johnson, and I feel pretty good about them going into the studio, except for the fact that only one of them's alive. Um, so uh, who, wh- who's up next? What's, uh, what's our next category here? I think next, the uh, next two categories that we're doing, um, we are going drummer uh, followed, by, followed by keyboardist. Right. And then uh, after that, I think we go multi-instrumentalist to producer. So uh, I'm up first with drummer. Is that right? I believe I you am. You are, yep. Uh, 
Oh yeah, you are. Sorry. Yeah, you picked exactly. Last. Um, so uh, so with that pick, um, you want me to pick you know, it for this you? Is, Wynn just tried to steal your draft pick. So let's see. Yeah. I know. Yeah, he uh, he nearly did. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Karen Carpenter. Ooh, wow. That's a good call. That's a great background vocalist to have playing on yep. your drum kit. Wow. That, I think you and I might have just swapped picks. <laughs> Jared, go <laughs> knock yourself out. I think you guys did. And, and uh, I was going to go with one, but I've, I've just switched it on the fly. I, you know, we called his agent, and he is available. And uh, there's nothing like a little volatility in a rock band. So I'm going to go with my favorite, Ginger, Ginger Baker. Nice. Beware. The baker. And I am going to take what I would have assumed would have been uh, Christian's pick, uh, a real pounder. It's actually kind of... Uh, Do I uh, hear the drum beat of when the levee breaks kicking in right now? Or can you, can, I, uh, yeah, exactly. Can, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, can, you, can you hear that behind-the-beat swagger coming <laughs> forward? Yeah, it's... Uh, I do. I love a pounder. Uh, um, you know, I was between him and Dave Grohl, actually. I love Dave Grohl's yeah. playing as well. Um, so uh, you pick jump. John Bonham, just to just to throw it out there for anybody listening. Oh, sorry. Yeah, John Bonham, <laughs> um, and uh, God, I, I'm really digging my band right now. The uh, the one name that I would I would toss out there, and yeah, I think I think Wyndham right now has the uh, has the best heavy rock band. Well, Wyndham has a super um, group that's that's definitely going to fail. That's the problem. There's just too many egos in Wyndham's group right now. Um, I think. Yeah, so. but they might perform at an induction ceremony <laughs> for the Rock and Roll Hall <laughs> of Fame. Yeah. Um, but uh, but you know the the one guy who I was actually tempted to throw in here um, had I not gone Karen Carpenter would have been Hal Blaine. Yeah, I he mean, is just. Every- I mean, holy shit! If you want a guy who isn't going to like steal the spotlight, um, and I thought about Levon Helm as well. I had um, Helm on but, my list as well. Yep. But you know, I thought about a guy who wasn't going to steal the spotlight, and he could play drums for any of these other musicians that are that are getting brought into this group so you could you know really could have been the glue that held it together but you know what frankly karen carpenter is as virtuoso as uh uh as hal blaine is that's a you got a really Janet weiss was band. another one on my list Christian. i have a really weird band no, yes as uh, the female bonham was uh weiss from sleater kenny our last discussion so that was uh yeah she was on the short list as well yeah i mean i have a couple of drummers then, that i don't love forget quest love my... guys he was on my no, list i love quest love but I mean, I, there's a couple, you know, there's a few drummers that aren't in my favorite bands that I really like. I mean, you know, Stuart Copeland being one of them. Great drummer. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I love listening to his playing. It's so efficient. It's so, you know, it's amazing the way he plays. Uh, Bron Daler, who I've, you know, been chatting about in the last couple of weeks, the guy from Mastodon, who I still am mystified, can play and sing at the same time. Um, you know, there, there's a bunch of great drummers. For dude. me, Go ahead. For me, actually, yeah, Stephen Morris was going to be, I mean, he was on the list. It was just, it became a question of, I mean, I love the way he drums, um, yeah. but I also think he does it one way. Um, and, you know, I don't know that he's the kind of guy who can back up the other weird-ass musicians in my band right now, so I don't know that he's got the versatility, and I really needed somebody who could sort of uh, move from mode to mode because this is going to be one weird album. Well, I, I, I got to say, I... Can't wait to hear um, Michael Jack, uh, Karen Carpenter sing backup and back warm up, up vocals for Michael Jackson. <laughs> warm up some of his chillier moments. So, um, yeah, that's pretty amazing. So up next is keyboard player, the the old keytar, and that's um, right. it's a it's a tough world out there. 
uh, keyboard players. There's, you know, there is virtuosity. Um, I think we were talking before we went on the podcast that uh, Christian might take Rachmaninoff, which I think is probably <laughs> one, of the, one of the great, one of the great, you know, sort of. Um, I think he might have had to trade up for that. Um, yeah. But uh, in terms of rock and roll and and you know the genre that we tend to talk about, I think I'm going to go with uh, Stevie Wonder. Mm, nice. Great choice. You could fall into multiple categories, by the way, in this draft. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. You know, versatile I mean, player. Yeah, he's a great drummer, actually, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, great singer. Great believe player. it. But I'm pretty thrilled so, to have uh, him as my keyboardist. Yep. So, Jeremy, your, uh, your yeah, choice? Yeah, so I'm going to go with a guy that also could fall into multiple categories. And, you know, if you haven't quietly, my team that I'm building here is uh, – Certainly the, the players that come to play in, in all categories. I'm going to go with Brian Eno, one of our favorite hmm. uh, keyboardists hmm. slash uh, yeah, producers. So you may have, you may have gutted him out of the producer category. category. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, well, uh, then I think I'm in luck because uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to press ahead with my, with my number one pick for keyboardist uh, still on the board. Um, adding to the... Dennis DeYoung? Complete circus uh, band Foles. that I'm putting together... <laughs> Elton John. Yeah. Mm. He was right up there for me. I've been listening to a ton of Elton John, like old Elton John lately. And I had, you know, sort of written it off, you know, because of his sort of mid-career, um, you know, sort of unlistenability as far as I'm concerned. But you go back to those early 70s, mid-70s records. They're good. The deep cuts are just killer on those things. I mean, there's just nothing that you don't want to listen to. They're so good. And that guy is such a good player and such a good singer. You got a great He's... bunch of singers, Christian. No, and there's that's that's sort of exactly how I I you know started to think about how I wanted to construct this. I've got a, a bunch of great singers, uh, you know, obviously Michael Jackson, um, and uh, uh, now of course, yeah, Elton John and, and Karen Carpenter. Um, but I think there's also a lot of pop sensibility in the songwriting here, with with George Harrison added to that mix. You sure. know, those three oh, yeah. as well. So. Good. This could be a this could be a pretty powerful pop supergroup, actually. <laughs> That's a frightening thought. Um, all right, well, you, uh, should we take a break and come back? That's right. And then when we come back, um, we are uh, we are starting with multi instrumentalist and then producer. Um, and so I will be going first, I believe. Okay. Cool. Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and today we are picking ourselves a, well, we're fantasy drafting a super group, um, and there's some pretty weird combos so far, but uh, 
It's only going to get stranger with our next couple of categories. So uh, coming up, we've got multi-instrumentalist and producer. So who is going to tie all this stuff together? The producer's job in this case is going to be pretty uh, pretty crucial, I think. Um, but uh, let's go multi-instrumentalist first. All right, so uh, for multi-instrumentalist, I'm going to slot in Mr. James Murphy from LCD Sound System. Uh, good call. Also could have been a producer. I mean, there's, there's a lot of... Singer, producer. Um, there's a lot of overlap between these two uh, between these two categories for sure, but uh, but I didn't want to. I didn't think I could leave him for another six picks somehow. Yeah, no, it's, it's you, you. Sometimes you have to reach up if you think you know. There's other teams that are looking for a QB like that. Um, Jer. Yeah, I'm gonna go one that you guys definitely do not have on your list, and uh, I'm kind of just going off of sound. Like when I think production, I think sound. I think a sound that really influenced what I like in music, and I think uh, tying the folks that I put together, I'm gonna go with. Uh, this is, I'm sorry, multi instrumental. Multi You know what, guys? I skipped a, I skipped ahead. So this is an easy one for me actually, and uh, another guy that I think uh, neither of you will have, possibly Wyndham, but obviously Christian not, and that's Stephen Droz from the Flaming Lips. A guy who can, uh, you know, play drums, Great play guitar, really made that band what it was, especially kind of uh, post losing their guitarist and being kind of a guitar-driven band. The Flaming Lips that most people know today is pretty much Stephen Rhodes, I would say, musically. Interesting. So I, I have to, I have to wonder if uh, if, if Fridman is going to be uh, on your producer shortlist. I know he's we'll on see. mine. Certainly on my shortlist. Um, my multi instrumentalist. This is a. This is kind of a toughie because I, you know, I, I feel like I used up uh, a fair number of, of uh, my multi-instrumentalists in my first few picks, um, guys that can you know, go a lot of different directions. Um, but my multi-instrumentalist um, is going to be Beck. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sort of, I'm just sort of letting that soak in. That, no, that's a that's a, a cool good choice. choice. I like that. I kind of want um, some weirdness to the. I want to add some weirdness yeah. to the mix here. I uh, probably need a little less. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you know what? I uh, I've always wanted to know what James Murphy could do with with the likes of Michael Jackson and George Harrison and Karen Carpenter and Flea. <laughs> oh my God, that guy! By the way, there's nobody in the world that's happier about. The, the your previous selections uh, in your fantasy than Murphy. Then James, yeah. Murphy. <laughs> James Murphy. <laughs> he is so so fucking happy to be in this band. Yeah. Um, so let's press ahead since uh, since there's so much overlap between multi instrumentalists. Let's let's press ahead with producer and then we can talk about both of these uh, both of these rounds right after that. So uh, I believe that's uh, that's back to you, Wyndham, to to go off with producer here. All right. Well, um, I am going to go with. Uh, a classic. I think we need somebody to pull this group together. I think we need somebody who is um, commanding, uh, intelligent, um, well-versed in multiple styles of music and very inventive. Might we say sophisticated and British? Very much so. Sir George Martin. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of, I had a feeling. Whoever had that pick first was going to go with uh, Martin, I believe. Definitely on my short list. Um, for the next pick, you know, and I, I gave my speech earlier, I'm going completely underground. I'm going with somebody that I, uh, like I said, just 
completely influenced the music I love today, and that's uh, Fort Apache's own Sean Slade and Paul Q. Um, these guys did, you know, some of my favorite albums from, you know, mixing the Pixies to uh, producing Morphine's Cure for Pain and, and uh, Holes Live Through This, Buffalo Tom's Let Me Come Over. It's, um, you know, just a group, Big Dipper, Belly, tons of tons of my early faves, and, and you know, I'm just looking for a sound that I love and know well, and so I'm going with uh, Old Faithful. Home, the hometown team. You know it. Well... Since my uh, since my supergroup is is clearly hell bent on world domination um, because of the the profile of uh, of its members, um, my producer is going to be none other than Kanye West. Ooh, that album's going to suck. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting choice. That's that's a you, you <laughs> you just ruined your I can, just, I can just tell you that you. Your super group has melted down before this podcast has ended. <laughs> yeah, yes. The infighting, the, the, they've already split up for artistic. TMZ is reported. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, can you seriously imagine James Murphy and Kanye West working together on something like this? I can. I can, and I can, rem- Actually, I can imagine lots I can of articles about it and getting really excited and then being completely disappointed. It's, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, of the... Of, I've, I've almost, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at every position on this list, and there's not one of them that only fit into one single category, which yeah. is going to make this uh, kind of a free-for-all once they get into the studio. I, mean, I think truly a free-for-all. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think you're looking at the dim stars part, too. <laughs> um, so the, the other, uh, yeah, I'm sort of wondering, you know, um, I guess we've got, a, we've got a flex coming up, so should we, should we dive right into that with our, with our last round, and then we can, then we can discuss these, uh, well, these three? Yeah, then we'll, well we're going to do flex and songwriter, and then we will, uh, we'll come back, and we'll, and we'll talk about our bands. I think that's a good idea. first i want to say is that uh chris no that's christian christian yeah god can you imagine i'm I'm sorry to to say this but you know i mean as bad at math as we are we we considered um yeah (laughs) going out of order and being able to uh uh, draft any position at any time maybe one of the worst (laughs) it might have been the worst decision we'd ever made so um christian you're up flex all right. Well, uh, with my with my flex position here, I'm going to go with uh, with Sly Stone. Nice, nice job. Did I just uh, did I just steal somebody's flex? Um, he was know. he was in my flex, but uh, I wasn't going to go with him. So you got him, fair and square. I figured the one thing that my band needed was an RV full of cocaine. 
Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> the crazy quotient just isn't there. Yeah, exactly. No, that's right. Because not everybody on my actually, uh, you know in my you... band had. George Harrison's going to have a lot of like peacemaking work to do. I think he's, he's yeah. going to have a lot of he's going to have a lot of meditating to do after this. A lot actually. of weed to smoke. <laughs> I have yeah. To, I have to say, I think your band might be called Flaming RV Full of Coke. <laughs> or just Manic Depression. <laughs> so, Jared, right. who's, your, uh, who's your flex pick? So, mine is one that I was surprised neither of you guys took, and I'm going to go with Jack White as my flex. That's a great pick. I it's agree. A great pick. He's a great organizer. Yeah, I'm somebody, go can, with somebody, somebody can put a lot of personalities together and make it work. I'm going to go with somebody who's not good at mixing personalities, uh, except for his own, and that is Brian Wilson. Great choice. I, uh, I, it was actually a toss-up for me between uh, between Slystone and Brian Wilson under under the flex. Yeah, so I, I would, um, and, and I both of them added a, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they they yeah they're they're both menaces in the studio. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's great. So, um, and then our last one is a, a songwriter, which is, I think is sort of, um, you know, I think we're going to lean more heavily on the, on the sort of lyrical side of things um, with songwriting. So, um, um, <laughs> this is going to tie the insanity all together. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is just going to make it all worthwhile. Um, my number one pick overall in the songwriting department, and I thought long and hard about this. There's a lot of people um, who I admired greatly some classics and some you know newer folks but I'm gonna go with uh the person I think mixes humor eloquence literacy um and all sorts of uh admirable qualities that I appreciate and that is Mr. Jarvis Cocker yeah I kind of saw that one coming as you uh laid out all those attributes yeah this is a tough one for me um you know, because I have such a mixed bag of, of musicians, the songwriting duties are going to be tough. Um, oh, geez. You know, I'm going to go with somebody who, who is uh, who's kind of light and poppy and, uh, you know, I feel like can do it, you know, can, can make hits out of the mess that I have under him, and, and that's going to be uh, Paul McCartney. Nice. You know that's a great choice. It's a it's such a great choice, um, as it was also probably going to be my choice. Um, I, think, I actually which, thought Jared was going to go with the other Paul Simon. Paul Simon. Yeah. Yeah, another one, but not on my list. No, that's a um, that's a tough one. And you know, so many of the uh, so many of the people we've we've got actually on our on our teams um, are are such outstanding songwriters already um that uh simply because i think i want to um add a sort of uh, a heavy drug and sex inflection to my lyrics you've already got karen Um, carpenter (laughs) yeah exactly um so so i'm gonna go with lou reed nice i like it that is that's a really interesting combo right there cocker mccartney and lou reed i think would make a great record together um I agree. That might be the best supergroup yet. Mm, if we could cross-reference. But, um, well, that's, uh, that's it. Let's take a, a quick break, and we'll come back, and we will run down our individual bands and try and think of a single song that they could play together. <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. We have drafted our supergroups, and it's time to name them. And <laughs> this is, uh, I guess we are giving birth to these things. So uh, it's time to name them and, and send them out into the world to figure out what they're going to sound like. So, um, Christian, you want to lead off? You've got a weird fucking band. Sure, um, I will. Yeah, let me let me start by going through the roster, and then uh, and then yeah, we're we're gonna name these bands um, and actually introduce this as a as part of a I think a eventually recurring segment, which will be free band names, where we uh, where we you know basically come up with free band names and offer them to the world for for someone to take. Um, but my band, uh, a troubled group, um, is Michael Jackson. Jimi Hendrix on lead guitar, George Harrison playing rhythm, Flea on bass, Karen Carpenter on drums, Elton John going to be our keyboardist, pianist. Uh, we have Sly Stone um, as, a, uh, as a multi-instrumentalist here. Um, James Murphy. Uh, then we're being produced by Kanye West... And <laughs> Lou, Lou Reed is going to write the ditties that these guys will play. So I think the only appropriate thing here to do is name this band Personal Demons. Nice. Best name since Hollywood Vampires. Jer, how about you? Who's nice. you your lineup? All right, so uh, I think I'm up next. Is that correct? Have at it. All right, so uh, on vocals, we've got Freddie Mercury. And uh, lead guitar, we've got Eddie Hazel. Rhythm guitar, Johnny Marr. On drums, none other than the uh, most insane drummer ever, and uh, Ginger Baker. On bass, I've got John McVie from uh, Fleetwood Mac fame. Keyboard, Brian Eno. Multi-instrumentalist, Stephen Droge, Flaming Lips. <clears throat> Producer, I actually went, uh, went a little left of the dial there. I went with Sean Slade and Paul Q from uh, Fort Apache fame, 80s and 90s. Primary songwriter, Paul McCartney, and we're going to go with uh, Jack White as a flex musician. And, and you know, it, it's kind of like, what are you listening to when you come up with uh, band names? We always, I think, chime off great band names, hence the upcoming segments. I'm just going to go with the, uh, the garage band that I had in high school band name, and that's going to be Grimace. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, I, um, I actually, both of these bands, now that I hear them spelled out, I would listen to. I mean, they're both obviously stacked to the gills with talent, but, I mean, some of it would work together. I mean, I think at least they would start recording together, <laughs> get in a fight, and, like, two Complete of them Complete fucking meltdown <laughs> over on my them, side, by the, the two way. Two of yeah. them would start a really cool side project together just to get away from everybody else, and I don't know which two. But um, uh, you got to keep drugs away from these people. Yeah, no kidding. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, Sly is not going to help some. with that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I too have a uh, a long list of uh, of uh, abusers, but um, it's an interesting it's an interesting mishmash. I've got Prince as my lead vocalist, Jimmy Page as lead guitar, Keith Richards rhythm guitar, Lewis Johnson on bass. John Bonham on drums, Stevie Wonder keyboard, Beck is my multi-instrumentalist, Sir George Martin as my producer, who I think everybody in this group is going to have to listen to. I mean, there's just really no way to pull seniority or dickish moves on Sir George Martin. 
Uh, so Brian Wilson as my flex and Jarvis Cocker writing the songs, which I'd like so to see him collaborate you, with Brian Wilson on some of that. You basically have a very plausible 1970s supergroup, uh, with the exception of Beck and Jarvis Cocker. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, Lewis. Uh, we've got a you know probably a 15 year old Lewis Johnson at that point, but he was 16 when he was in James Brown's band, so uh, right. it's not unfathomable. But yeah, it's it's pretty damn good. I mean, Prince arrived in the late seventies again as a teenager. Um, so, uh, so this know. could have been an early eighties traveling Wilburys contemporary band. Well, ironically, the two oldsters in this band are the ones that are alive. You know, um, Paige and Keith Richards, uh, two people who you know were not slated to to be here in the here and now. So, um, yeah, I uh, I think I'm going to call this band. Geez, you don't say, because I'm looking at mine, and yeah, there... Is anybody alive? Oh, yeah, three of them. Okay. Yeah, you, you, got, a, you, got, a, you got a tough reunion tour to, to arrange. <laughs> um, you know, there's a couple I've been, I've been looking at. Uh, Faint Praise. Uh, my, my band name that I was going to use, Hard Feelings, which I think would go great with the Bonham's drumming, um, uh, appears to have been taken. Barn Burner. The USSR, but I think I'm going to go, in this case, I've got a predominantly British lineup, and I'm going to go with the Fading Royals. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's sort of, uh, it feels a little bit like the Traveling Wilburys, like something that's super casual placed on a band that's of a super high profile. So, um, yeah, I like my band. I'm excited to uh, uh, start recording them relatively soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there's I think there's some urgency to, for for uh, for Kanye to get everybody in the studio um, quickly before they overdose uh, or something some some worse fate befalls them. Um, yeah, or they wind before up they realize who they're playing show. with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's it. Uh, I think we will probably put these out to a vote, and we would love to hear from uh, from any of our listeners to see who uh, who thinks that you know. Which of these is their favorite, I guess. Yeah, so please please preface any um tweets at us or, or any messages with are you fucking kidding? You don't have fill in the blank. Um <laughs> just an idea. Um but anyway, uh before we leave, uh we're gonna do what we do every week, uh every podcast, which is uh what are you listening to? And, Why don't you uh, kick it off this week, Wyndham? You uh you I don't think you ever go first, do you? Not really. No. And uh, the funny thing is I have been listening a lot to the um uh what are you listening to uh playlist that we put together uh with uh which sounds a bit of a cop out and it is a bit of a cop out, but I what really strikes me is that Dude York record um that I I uh I really do feel like they've um you know, they sort of come fully formed. I really like that record, and yeah, it's good stuff. Um, that said, uh, I'm also really looking forward to reading Shattered this week. The um, uh, te- sort of you know whisper, whisper, telltale um, recounting of the Hillary Clinton campaign, just for the gossipy bullshittiness of it. It sounds kind of exciting and, and fun. So looking forward to ordering that on Tuesday and reading it. Um, but in the meantime, I'll be listening to Dude York and watching the Bruins bow out of the playoffs. How about you? All right, Jeremy. All right. So I guess I'm up. Um, <clears throat> yeah, for me, I mean, another album that's kind of new. I'm not sure if you guys talked about this on the uh, What Are You Listening To podcast, but um, 
Christian certainly turned me on to these guys, and, and then they've been followed by tons of press, including a, a sort of feature article in, in New York Times, and I've just been obsessed with the Diet Sig album, Swear I'm Good at This. I, I don't know. There's just something about it that I, I keep going back to. Um, as far as you know, TV and, and other mediums go, I did check out the first episode of the new Fargo season, which is, is you know, right on par with the last two. I'm, I'm excited to see more of that. Um, and I, too, am uh, excited for Shattered Wyndham. I've read a couple of ex- excerpts that seem, you know, at least uh, fun at the very least. So, um, Christian, how about you? Well, check two things um, I've been listening to. Uh, one is I've actually been go- I've gone back and I- I've been just plowing through um, sort of Lil Wayne's later catalog. Um, <laughs> so particularly the Carter three and four in the last week um, and sort of reminding myself how damn good those albums are. Um, you know, when that guy was really at the height of his powers, when he'd sort of perfectly calibrated the amount of purple drink it takes um, to uh, to get into the studio, he was he was really something else. Um, and then the other uh, the other group or, or artist I would name check is um, <clears throat> uh, the Bones of J.R. Jones, um, who uh, I guess had an album in 2015, um, Spirits Furnace, um, or 2016, I think, actually, sorry. Um, but... Uh, but that album, I guess we're. I think I'm gonna see him in a in about a week um, at the Mercury Lounge in in New York um, a few days from now, and uh, it's it's terrific. I mean, he's got you know sort of really you know versatile sort of blues voice, um, excellent guitarist. Uh, but I think the really sort of captivating facet of his of his performance is the fact that he is um, uh, a one man band and uh, a sort of multi-instrumentalist um so perhaps somebody i should have considered for my band because he uh probably doesn't have quite the ego of my other uh, of my other <laughs> band members so he might have actually fit in pretty well here um yeah that's the bones of jr jones so uh, we'll be checking that out soon very early performances about five years ago in a small restaurant in the west village um yeah an invitation only thing when he was sort of launching and um uh, you know, it's just a circumstantial thing where he's a friend of friends, and so uh, I did actually see him years ago, and and uh, I think it's a great choice. Yeah, it's really, uh, really good. St- I mean, it's it's excellent music. So we'll we'll definitely we'll we'll have more to report on that after uh, after I check him out next week. Um, but should we uh, Do you should we add- take a quick break and then come back for the um, one thousand top ten songs of all time? I believe we should. Sounds good. Rising up in me No, 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 no 
Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. We're going to cap the evening with uh, each of us adding a song to the uh, alternately called uh, 1,000 <laughs> Top 10 Songs of All Time, 1 million, 10 Greatest Songs of All Time. I mean, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's still a great playlist. It's a and damn good playlist. <laughs> going to continue to add to it um, ad infinitum. So, uh, Jerry, you want to go first? What are you going to add this week? Sure, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to add one of my, my favorite songs, and that's uh, The Other Shoe by the band, uh, the Canadian band Fucked Up. Nice. Nice choice. Uh, so I think this week, um, I mentioned I've been listening to a ton of Lil Wayne, um, so I'm going to go with Six Foot, Seven Foot off the Carter Four. Nice. Very good call. I'm going to harken back to uh, the guy that Jer stole from out from under me in the rhythm guitar category. Uh, Johnny Marr, and I'm going to go with a not-so-obvious pick, but uh, Headmaster's Ritual off the Meet Murder record by the Smiths. One that is of my faves. It's funny that you say that because that's my favorite Smith song, so I'm glad yeah. that's on the list. Yeah, it's a good, it's a hell of a, uh, hell of a mixtape so far, and it's only going to get better. So um, anyway, uh, for everybody here, brother, 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 thanks for listening, and good night. That's it for this episode of Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Many thanks to Simon Doom for our intro music, Hair of the God, and to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall. You can learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Tweet our mistakes and your recommendations and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Until next time, on behalf of Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you for listening. <laughs>